Hey everyone, welcome back to Strange New Worlds, your science and Star Trek podcast. I'm Mike Wong, your host. Today, we're responding to the latest saga in the Mirror Universe, Star Trek Discovery's epic mid-season two-parter, Terra Firma. As always, we have three quick segments, think, feel, and question. Now, there wasn't much sciencey stuff to discuss from Terra Firma Part 2, so this week's think is mostly about the Mirror Universe as a storytelling device. So I truly love the Mirror Universe because it gives us a glimpse at the dark potential of the characters that we know and love. It's weirdly thrilling to see raw nefariousness ooze from Mirror Michael Burnham, who, let's just be honest, downright terrified me. Michael Burnham has made me feel so many things over the past three seasons, from grief to pride to joy to wonder. But she's never made me feel this terrified before. And I was strangely delighted to finally meet the infamous Captain Killy in the flesh, just as I had become so easily enamored with bearded Spock or Intendant Kira or scar-faced Trip Tucker in previous visits to the realm. So, mad props, first of all, to both Sonequa Martin-Green and Mary Wiseman for their stellar performances in this two-part episode. But the Mirror Universe also represents a sordid reflection of society. You know, just as Star Trek's Prime Universe projects what our future might be like if humanity leads with compassion, dignity, and justice, the Mirror Universe depicts a future where we have swung completely the other way and given in to fear, anger, and hatred. Neither universe is predictive of our actual future, because the truth is, we have both our mirror universe and prime universe selves within us, and we must choose on a daily basis which to exercise and which to keep repressed. For me, the mirror universe arc made season one of Star Trek Discovery. Up till we went to the Mirror Universe, I honestly felt a little queasy about the whole Klingon War arc. But the Mirror Universe twist added a whole new layer of complexity and fun to the storylines, and I think, most importantly, it ended up being an essential part of Michael Burnham's evolution. You know, in the beginning of Season 1, at the Battle of the Binary Stars, Burnham acts out of fear and instinct, committing a grave error that results in the loss of her captain, Captain Philippa Georgiou. And that's her greatest regret. In the Mirror Universe, Burnham encounters two very crucial things. Number one, she finds out what a society run purely on fear and instinct looks like. And number two, 
she gets a second chance at saving Philippa Giorgio's life. And she rescues Giorgio and returns to the Prime Universe resolved to end the Klingon War without stooping to savagery befitting the Terran Empire, but to do it the harder way. The Starfleet way. Now, in Season 3, we see Mirror Giorgio undergo a similar transformation. A transformation that mirrors that of Prime Burnham. The Terra Firma duology establishes that Emperor Giorgio had seeds of compassion and love prior to her jaunt to the Prime Universe. Her greatest love, of course, was for her daughter, Burnham. And that's why Mirror Burnham and Mirror Lorca were plotting against the Emperor, because she was becoming weak and soft, at least against Terran standards. But by crossing into her mirror universe, our universe, Giorgio gets to nurture those seeds of love and compassion. In her own unique way, of course. But when Giorgio gets to return to the mirror universe through Carl's gateway, and don't worry, we'll get to that later, I promise, she resolves to change her universe. She resolves to make different choices. I've seen who you can be, Michael. I've seen who I can be. I've seen what this world can be. And it is luminous. We can have that. We can be more. But first, we must remake ourselves. And that's how she passes Carl's test. And this also gets back to what I was talking about earlier. How we each have the mirror in us. The mirror and the prime. Some might call it the yin and the yang. Light and dark, ever swirling, one balancing the other. And we choose every year every day, every second of our lives, which to notice within ourselves, which to nurture, and which to deliver into the world. And it's the duality of these two universes that offers a literal mirror for Burnham and Giorgio's individual deep-seated tendencies— For Burnham, it showed her what fear and hatred could do on a grand scale, so that she could actively combat them within herself and her home society. For Georgiou, it showed her what kindness and love could do on a grand scale, so that she could actively cultivate them within herself and in her society. Now, while there do seem to be some slight biological differences between humans and Terrans, aside from Terrans' affinity for low light and that odd chimeric gene which I thought was going to be important but didn't pop up again, not much separates us. And when Giorgio witnesses what our side is like, 
when she realizes that there's another way of ruling, another way of living, another way of being, when she tells Mirror Saru that Viharai isn't death, but a new beginning, a phase transition into a stronger, more robust state, that gave me hope. It gave me hope at the bitter end of this dreadful 2020, on the cusp of a new year, a new presidency, a vaccine for the coronavirus. It gave me hope that things can change for the better if we all find our inner Giorgio. So now you know my feel for this week, too. Hope. Let's head onward to our question. A question. Since before your sun burned hot in space, and before your race was born, I have awaited a question. What are you? I am the guardian of forever. This one is going to be for Carl, also known as the guardian of forever. Carl slash The Guardian is famous for not giving straight answers to questions, or at least answering them in a puzzling manner befit our primitive intellects. In Star Trek, there is no shortage of beings so supreme that they defy our conceptions of reality. And I like this. I really do. Why would we ugly bags of mostly water, be the pinnacle of life, of comprehension in the universe. As a scientist, it's sometimes frightening to admit, but the universe has no obligation whatsoever to be understandable by our squishy brains and our scientific method. Now, this is not to say that science is worthless. Rather, it is a remarkable achievement of human science that it has gotten us this far. But the Q, the Nexus, and the Guardian are humble, fictional reminders that some things out there may just be so mysterious that we cannot even begin to wrap our minds around them. We can only hope that if these phenomena are at all sentient in the way that we are, they'll recognize our worth and let us ask a question or two. I just wish I could spend a whole afternoon, just me and Carl, so that I could pepper him with questions about a time before our sun burned hot in space. But because I don't want to keep you here literally forever, I'll just say the one question that is burning on my mind, which is, Carl, what are you optimizing for? I mean, obviously you have some kind of intention. That much was clear from your weighing of Georgiou. You were figuring out if she fit 
where she fit, and when. On Danis 5, you said that this Michael Burnham is right where she needed to be. But, but why? For what? You didn't like that people were using you for the temporal wars, so you moved yourself, hid yourself. And I get the feeling that all of these decisions were meant to preserve something. I mean, you are a guardian after all, but what are you guarding? The integrity of the timeline? Because it didn't seem like it when you let an errant Dr. McCoy stray through your portal in 2267. So what is it? An eternal balancing act between good and evil? An infinite struggle to bend the arc of the moral universe towards justice? Are such human conceptions even on the radar of a being like yourself? I guess that's really what I want to know. Yeah, that's it. You give every hint that there is such a thing as belonging, purpose, meaning, fate. In an objective sense, I mean. Or at least in a sense that transcends how any mere mortals feel about these things. And I guess... I guess I just want to know if it's true. <laughs> Look at me getting all spiritual and metaphysical on this science and Star Trek podcast. Well... I guess that's what great storytelling and a classic like the good old Guardian of Forever does to you. Yeah, makes you think about the big things. The biggest things. Well, I can't wait for Thursday. So with that, I'll bid you all farewell, good health, and lots of joy. See you out there.